All right, we'd like to welcome everyone to our episode of Two Canters Walk Into a Bar. You are here with Cantor Matt Axelrod. I am the cantor of the wonderful suburban Scotch Plains, New Jersey synagogue, and I am here with the inimitable. I, I don't to look e- that I don't up. even know what inimitable is, <laughs> I but, don't but you are it with the inimitable <laughs> Cantor Penny Myers, the chief cantor of Buffalo, New York. That's right. I'm Uber Cantor. Okay, so so Penny, what's it like? In Buffalo. What's it like to be Cantor in Buffalo? Are there Jews in Buffalo? There are Jews in Buffalo, Matt. I'm so glad that you asked, actually. <laughs> so I always pictured Buffalo as a place where you go. The big brown animal. Well, you, you go to Buffalo as a stopping point on your way to Niagara Falls or Toronto. Do people, do people go to Buffalo? Did, did, you, did you go to Buffalo and did your car break down and then the rest is history? <laughs> oh, yes. I don't even know how to answer I, I, I have rendered Cantor Penny Myers speechless. speechless. This is a first. Okay. Also being in New York and not buying shoes. Another first. You know... Well, while Penny's I, like getting it. her thoughts together... I like in Buffalo, too, the immigrants who came through Ellis Island only had enough money for one-way train ticket... <laughs> And this was as there or Youngstown, Ohio, was as far I, as they could I go. I feel bad for the for the immigrants. They, they <laughs> imagine the conditions, and they and they braved the Atlantic and Ellis Island, and they made it to this country, and and they settled all over the place, and in Boston and Miami and St. Louis, and then some <laughs> made that entire journey just to end up in Buffalo, New York. They were York. there for the wings, what can I say? That, that could definitely be it. Well, anyway, so so Cantor Penny Myers and I, Cantor Matt Axrod, are here in this bar. We are just having a drink, and we're talking, and we're sharing our thoughts with you, and we're glad that you joined us, so do pull up a virtual pint or cocktail and or for us old fashioned exactly definitely that's our drink that is indeed our drink and join us and be with us for the next few minutes as we kind of talk about things that are of interest to us and hopefully to you and to the larger Jewish and non-Jewish community I want you to know though speaking of with Buffalo in particular Buffalo is awesome it is one of those blue-collar towns that does not have the arrogance that you would find in other cities. Like like everywhere in New Jersey? And, and New York and Boston. But you know what? We're dubbed the city of good neighbors. Like, Mensch Lechite is in Philado- our Kishkes. Oh, Philadelphia is the city of brotherly, brotherly love. love. Which okay. I find actually really non-egalitarian at times. All right, sibling. All right, sibling. Camaraderie. Yes, I think, yes. uh, Sisterly and brotherly. Is it the city of brotherly love? Uh, Well, that's what Philadelphia is. Is it because the bell is there? No. Cream cheese. Maybe. Oh, okay. Now we're talking. All right. All right. So So there are Jews in Buffalo. And you know what? One of the most famous Jewish people from Buffalo, I think, is Irving Berlin. Really? Who wrote White Christmas. Now, Rick James... Not Jewish. All right, so according to you, like <laughs> the one Jewish person that settled in Buffalo ended up writing Christmas carols. Yes. Okay. That's so, what that's what right. we do. All right. Well, we, we write music. Okay. For the you. masses, right. literally and figuratively. Right. So Penny and I thought that it would be fun to talk <laughs> this afternoon about what it's like to be a cantor. 
because some people listening to this right now aren't really quite sure what it is we do. And in fact, Penny, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but I get the question from time to time, Cantor, what do you do all day before bar mitzvah lessons or Hebrew school? And I have a lot to tell them, but I think it's a, a myth that persists that we don't, don't have do as anything. much to do or something. So what we wanted to talk about was when we started to think about going into this field, what did we have in mind? What did we think it was going to be? How did our training go? What did they teach us to do? And then at the end of the day, what is it that we actually spend our time doing? So Penny, why don't you go first and why don't you tell everyone why you wanted to be a cantor? How did this happen? You wake up one morning and you're like, oh my God, I'm living in Buffalo and I'm a cantor. Kind of. Okay. <laughs> all right. So, so Someone kidnapped you. Someone, someone that's right. Well, okay. well, first of all, you can't see what we look like right now. And Matt and I look totally different. And our paths to becoming Chazanim, to cantors, are to- were totally different. Well, with me, all you got to do is do Google image and, and write you hey, know, you have a Jewish beard. guy. I had yeah, no right. idea. Just, Did you just, grow that? No. Just put Jewish guy in Google and that's what I look like. Is that true? Um, I'm going to do that and, right yeah, now. Yeah, but it's not going to work for Penny. No. All right. So um, my story is very long and drawn out, but just, just go with it because, okay. because I tangent quite a bit. All right. Well, you're going to have to streamline it. All right. All right, you go. You they got tried to kill seconds. us. We won. Let's, Let's see. eat. That's it. All right. So, I've always had a strong affinity for God. And the way that I just said God was so very Western New York of me, it was about to be preceded by the D word after, but I don't ever say that. All that, right, but, to me, is more offensive than the F word. All right, all right. But for, for our listeners, this isn't going to be all heavy spiritual. I mean, no, we're, but it's we're, not, sitting, but we're it's, sitting in a bar. I, I know, okay. but there I mean, is spirituality in spirits, all right, Matt. Okay. All right. That's true. That's you know, true. Right. I, I, you know, we good, are spirits in a good, material world. Good point. You brought spirit into spirit into uh, spirits. Spir- so that's right. Okay. I mean, we are having spirits, right? Good. All right. Continue. All right. So my parents got divorced at a really young age, and um, and and I always felt this longing. My father moved to Florida, and I always felt this longing for a, fa- a like a very relevant father figure. So I always, in my mind, had this very strong spiritual connection to God, even as a little girl. But I was raised in a secular family, a secular Jewish family, three-day-year Jews. My mom grew up in an Orthodox house. However, her sister died of cancer when she was younger, so my grandmother stopped lighting Shabbos candles, our Sabbath candles, and everything else like that. And my mom was a working mom with no money, and we were on food stamps, and I felt very strong in my Jewish identity. I know this is wow. Okay. I mean, this is probably more information, but this is a story that's actually somewhat relevant. So just all right. But you know what? You continue. I'm getting another drink. Uh, That that's fair. You can get me one too. Double the bourbon this time. You got it. All right. So as he's getting a drink, I'll just keep talking because you know, unless he comes back, I'm just going to keep talking. It's what I do. It's part of my charm. But I, you know, I I went to Jewish camp and this and that, and I love to sing, and I took voice lessons as a kid, and this and that, and I love people, and. when I was an undergrad, my advisor, I majored in voice, my advisor said, you should be a cantor. He is not Jewish. And so I was like, cantor? Forget that. Did you even know what it was? I did, because I became bat mitzvah. 
Um, but I never met a female cantor, and all the cantors actually that I grew up with look kind of like Matt here, right, but, with a beard right. and and hair and old and I'm sorry, what? Oh, oh it just got real. <laughs> See, this is what happens. It's just like the Dewey here. I'm need that other drink for sure. You are definitely gonna need that other drink. Tell you what, I'm gonna buy right. round the next round. That would be fine. Yes. So. Um, and so I, there were no female role models. And so I finished undergrad, and then I went to graduate school for music education. Um, and so did you want to be, did you ever think about just becoming a music teacher? I like was a music public? teacher in, in the hood in Durham, North Carolina, okay. and moonlighting at a synagogue. Because I could sing, even though I didn't know Hebrew. So my rabbi pulled me aside, John Friedman, and this is of Temple Judea. No, Temple, wait, Temple, wait. Judea Reform. I cannot believe I can't remember this. Well, that's what happens after Judea Reform in Durham, North Carolina. The synagogues blend into one another. They really do, but this rabbi looks just like you. All right. Beard. And he looked at me and he said, Penny, you need to be a cantor. And I said, I'm not a man. I don't have a beard. And this is the turn of the century. It's like 2000, not 1900 at this point. And I knew I was making my exodus, my aliyah. I was heading back up to Buffalo from North Carolina. And he hooked me up with the names of two cantors who live in Buffalo. And I studied with them. And then, you know, recognizing that I just couldn't go to seminary or sacred school of music, I did a certification program. So all right, that's so, long and All right. So let me uh, give you my background. And then I wanted to ask you something, Penny, that I, I thought of when you were talking. But just... Um, my path was was a little more routine. I was in college. Um, I was, you went to Brandeis. I went to Brandeis. Um, so there are some Jews there for sure. Um, but I'd always just been active in my synagogue and just really? sort of by osmosis. Yeah, just by you know learning around me. I learned how to lead most of the services and was always doing it. So wait, and doing what happened? It. So <laughs> I don't remember. I don't, so um, it became. It was time to graduate, and I wasn't quite sure. Uh, you know what the path was going to be, but I was always good at leading services, and I was always good at music and singing. Do you singing. think you were groomed uh, by well, your clergy? That is a strange word to use, but... No, no, groomed <laughs> no, into no. like going into the cantor. Um, no, not quite, because I didn't really know it existed at that point. Um, we didn't have full-time cantor. Everyone just did their own thing, and, and it was lay-led, and that's how I learned to do it and was doing it, and I had some um, high holiday, you know, part-time positions really? uh, as a college student. Um, so it just was natural. It was like, oh, okay. And then, and then one of the full-time cantors that I worked under at High Holidays um, asked me or gave me a brochure. That, do you remember it, who it was? Um, I do. Um, and he, um, it was Cantor Sam Pesseroff of Blessed Memory, a wonderful, wonderful guy that used to work up on the North Shore of Massachusetts where I grew up. And um, he gave me the, the brochure for the Cantor's Institute at that time, uh, the Jewish Theological Seminary. Um, and I, you know, this was of course before internet and all that kind of stuff. So Wait, I made a phone call. There was and wrote world. There was yeah, life there before was. the internet. And, and I went in and I got in, and and that was it. I, I and I was actually the exception because most people did not go right into cantorial school after college. It was always later or second career or something like that. Yeah, so like I me. was always the youngest one everywhere I went. Really? Okay. So, but now you're the oldest as we pair up well, here and do our podcast. Yeah, but I, yeah, I, I am older than you. But. Yes, yes, you are. And for those who okay. can't see, okay. it's true. Google us. Yeah. M Y E R S. All right. So, what I wanted to ask next was so, when you were on this path and you were 
um, you know, always interested in singing and music education, and then it was suggested that you become a cantor. What? How does the reality now? Because you've been um, how long you've been in Buffalo? How many well, years have you been I mean, in the kit? How I, many years have you been in your position? I'm in, in my current yes, pulpit. Yes, your current pulpit. Um, this is my 13th year. Okay. It's my pulpit's a year. 13th year, Yay. great. And uh, believe it or not, I have been at my show for almost 29 years, but that's an entire di- different story. But so, how does the reality differ then, Penny? at your show for 13 years, so you've got a good picture, you know, you've been there a long time, from what you expected, what you learned, what you thought you would end up doing, hmm. what, what's the difference? Because, because with me, it, it's, a, it's an immense difference. And also, if you ask, um, I don't know, Mordechai Q. Public out on the street, um, Is that, he that's Jewish? Not, yeah, well, yeah, Mordechai. Um, if you ask him, what do you think a cantor does? He or she will say... They sing. Well, they sing and they lead services. And then if you ask them a little I'm, more, they might say they teach, teach pharmacy lessons. Right. Okay. Right. So what do you, how does that pair up with what you do? So I'm, I, I'm going to... Uh, I, that is a very complicated question because honestly... Okay, S- simplify it. I'm going to use the okay. C word. Oh. Clergy. Okay. <laughs> I'm a little nervous. Right, the bar- a little nervous. I, I, the bartender just gave us <laughs> yeah. the stink eye. But, but go ahead. <laughs> so as clergy, you know, we, I didn't have really have any expectations. I set that bar real low. Um, no, because the thing is, is that when I received my training, I was already in the pulpit. So I already had all that experience of working full time as a member of the clergy. You know, as I'm sure you did, learning in seminary and learning everything and manuscripts and nusach and, you know, pivot points and, you know, liturgy and everything in history. But all the things you're saying all have to do with, like, all the total nuance in the weeds of Uh how to learn services and how to sing every single paragraph. And it was, and what you're describing is basically a lot of one thing. Leading yeah, services. But, but, yes, leading services, right. but also because I, you know, because my view of what a chazan or a cantor does was so very narrow 20 years ago, because I've been in the pulpit since 98, was so very narrow. And it's, and it's changed since then. Oh, right? has I mean, it for sure. I mean, ever. Yeah. You know, I, I, when... I, I just tell people when when people ask like singing is such a small part of of what I do on a day to day basis. I'm always impressed that every hour and ev- like an entire day could I could be counseling people who are struggling with a spiritual crisis of faith to the next hour where I could be meeting with a wedding couple or into my community where a third of my congregation is over the age of 65, I could be doing an intake for a funeral that I'll, a leviah that I'll have to perform in the next day or so, to preparing to lead the community Western New York in an interfaith gathering. There are so many different functionalities into the job than one way for those people who are not necessarily flexible would find it exhausting because you have to pivot very quickly um, and navigate through these waters of, you know, of, of 
for lack of a better word, politics within lay leadership, just navigating through that, so, being an emissary of the congregation, singing, I mean, it's just like, I would say, 10%. Right, if that. And, and that reminds right. me, when you were talking, you know, we're, of course, we're both um, members and active in the Cantor's Assembly. Uh, what what is, is the Cantor's so Assembly? So the Cantor's Assembly is the international organization uh, representing, it's a branch of the conservative movement, but of course we have members who uh, encompass all the different movements as well, um, and we are about 600 members strong, and we We're are... We're the largest organization of absolutely. professional cantors. Absolutely, so I'm an officer of the Cantors Assembly, Penny is a member of the Executive Council. For so the next few months? Okay, well, you know. My and term is expired. I'm expired. So, so don't expire. So what I was thinking is that it used to be our slogan. I don't. I should know this. I don't even know if it's still our slogan. Every Jewish soul has a voice. That's now. that's a beautiful slogan. I love that. But our old slogan was "Singing is just the beginning," and and that is for sure because we spend. And I went to formal seminary. And Penny, your path was more of, of more of an apprentice training. I was model, just going right, to say that, which is also an extreme. Well, that's actually an older model than my training. That's the way it used to be. Um, but my training was more, you know, academic and structured, but it was really focused on singing and leading services. Singing, which, like technique, like vocal technique? Well, we were expected to take uh, voice lessons, which we did privately, um, but also, you know, to analyze the music and the nusach and the different modes and music theory um, and um, somewhat composition. Uh, but that is not at all how we spend, you said 10%, I would say even less than that. I, no I think in the single digit percentage, what I do each week, singing or leading services, hmm. uh, teaching, uh, you know, what I like to describe myself is I am a customer service representative. That People, it's is a great, perfect. And, and That's the, perfect. And the the C reason, word. Right. And the reason... Oh, there you there go. Goes. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, sorry, sorry about that. <laughs> Clergy, customer <laughs> service. There goes our first Dropping the, the C afternoon. words. So, oh, yeah. The reason why I've been at my synagogue for so long and the reason why I'm successful and like what I do, <laughs> and probably you too, Penny, Love is it. because I like the public. And no matter how unbelievably talented a person can be if they don't work well with the public they are not going to do well in this field we are like politicians but without a party so because to speak. when people come in and they have a need what is the need um they i don't know they need a spelling for they, a hebrew name they need spelling for exactly they need spelling for a hebrew name or um they uh, I can't, a million things. They, they need something. They need a, to be, they need a Torah reading They want recorded. you to do vidui. They want me to do something, exactly, that I facilitate what they need. Right. I do it with a smile. I'm glad to do it. I'm happy to meet. I'm happy to do whatever they want. Hey, you're not scary at all. I'm not scary. I'm not scary clergy. There used to be scary clergy there, back in the day. There there's still okay. is scary okay. clergy. Let's, okay. let's, let's make no bones about it. Right. We, we, we are, though, of the... I would say modern cantorate where we are open to new ideas, trying new things and, and, and helping facilitate our congregant, our congregation's experience of their own spirituality. It has everything to do with us and nothing to do and, with us. And also along those lines, one of my favorite sayings is the best thing we can do is we can meet people where they are. We can meet our congregants where they are. That's beautiful. And it is. That's a beautiful and way to look so at it. So, whatever their beliefs, 
uh, preconceived notions. Um, Whether what, they believe in God or not. If they want to come to services or not. Whatever they think about Hebrew school or bar mitzvah or, or anything like that is, that's okay. Why is their opinion any less valid than my opinion? And my job is to make them feel as comfortable and welcome as, right. as could possibly be. And that's part of being a customer service representative. You are absolutely right. I mean, I would totally, if I was a polar bear, I'd buy ice Pe- from you right now. Penny, you seem like, you seem like you're, you're, have, you're very I'm impressed. You, you're, 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 you're seeing is, me in a whole new light. She's I, not I am. She I, thinks that I just sit in a bar all day and drink. Wait, oh, you don't? Well, I can also, but... Well, you know, I mean, that, actually, I do have a question to ask yeah. you. Let me ask you a question, because I know our, our time is running a little short, um, you know, and, and my glass is getting empty, So, which means that the bartender, if we don't scare him off with our words, it hopefully will serve us a little bit more. So here's my question to you. How do you react, and maybe this is a teaser for next, next recording, next yeah. session, one of the funniest things to me and one of the most saddest things to me is when someone says, I haven't been to shul, I haven't been to temple, I'm such a bad Jew. Oh, I, oh, oh. That's, but do you know oh, what that, I say to them? That's totally the next topic. I know. But okay. you know what I say to them? What? Have you killed anyone today? Right. Then right. you're not. Oh, I, that's that's a pet peeve of mine. I, me I, too. I will never let anybody get away with using I will the phrase not bad Jew. Bad Jew. There's, that's there's right. no such thing. Well, and, we are in Brooklyn, okay. so and, we and have to be even, careful. And even if there were such a thing as a bad Jew... The very fact that you are present talking to me in some place where I would be and and or probably having that conversation in the synagogue itself telling me how you never come to synagogue belies the whole thought anyway. It doesn't make any sense. That's but a good word. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, but you okay. know what? You know what's really interesting, though? Just one last closing okay, thought Okay, good, like good, good, because we, we have to go. We're getting kicked out of the bar. Well, too many of the <laughs> last, C words. <laughs> last Clergy and communication. Okay. Customer service. No, but you know what I love really, really about the job, which I, I did not expect, is that every hour is different and never are two that days the same. So, that is so true. That and we're, so true. It's, every day is a work in progress. And some people love to go to work and know 9 to 5 and this is what they're going to get. And they right. show up and they leave. And, and there's something to it. I, for I, some people, I certainly that's, wouldn't mind a week or two like that for I, sure. I, I, I hear but you. But it, it is exactly right, Penny, that we get this grand variety over the course of a week or a month or whatever. A day. A day <laughs> that, yeah. And, and the things that we get to do sometimes are, are absolutely incredible. So, all right. Well, this has been a wonderful discussion. Um, we had a couple cocktails, so it was time well spent. We'll wrap up this session. Uh, we thank you for joining us. With our, I hope we hope you enjoyed your drinks. And, and Penny, did you enjoy your drink? I enjoyed my many beverages. That is wonderful. So please do join us next time as we are two canters that walk into a bar, and we look forward to seeing you again next time. <laughs> <laughs>